Welcome to the Proud Police Wife Podcast with Rebecca Lynn, where we have honest, real, and encouraging conversations for law enforcement families. Welcome to episode 37 of the Proud Police Wife Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Lynn, and today we're talking about three things every first responder family should do in the new year. And I know we're already a month into 2023. But no matter when you listen to this episode, it's an important one, both for you as a supporting spouse, because you support a first responder, but also for the first responder in your life and your children if you have them, because there's honestly no time like the present to take charge of your life, take charge of your health, and protect your family. So let's talk about three very important things that every first responder family should make a priority right now. So the very first one is do daily or weekly check-ins. And then your your family situation is going to kind of depend on that. What you're going through is going to depend on that. Maybe you don't need to do a daily check-in every single day. Maybe you can just get away with doing a weekly or twice a week to check in. We know that your spouse, because most of the people that listen to this podcast are spouses, but if you are our first responder yourself, maybe you're a dispatcher, maybe you're in healthcare, a teacher, I know we have a lot of overlap there, um, but a lot of you are married to first responders and we know that they're on the front lines. We know that they're exposed to a lot. We know that your role as a spouse or significant other is so important. And it's really important that both of you check in with one another. And so I have shared so much lately about just mental health and wellness for first responder families. And that's a lot of our focus coming up on the conference in April. So in April, we're doing the fifth annual Police Wife Conference. It's for first responder families, and there's a huge focus this year on wellness, nutrition, mental health, because it is so important that not just the first responder in your life, but also you are well taken care of, that you have the resources that you need, that you are getting the support that you need, that you're being heard and helped as well. And Whatever the first responder in your life experiences on the job, the stresses that they're exposed to, they will bring that home. And I talked with someone recently where, I mean, we had a really great conversation, but they said, oh, my spouse doesn't bring the job home. Um, We don't talk about the job. He just disassociates from the job completely. And I called BS on that because one, if you're not talking about the job at all, If you think that your spouse is not bringing home that mental load, there's a problem. You have to look inside and you have to talk about those things. It's healthy to talk about the job. It's healthy for them to decompress. And if we're not looking at those signs and symptoms, or if we're not um, realizing that what they do on the job is traumatic and it's good for them to talk about it, then I think it's doing them a disservice. And as a spouse, a supporting spouse and family of a first responder, you're their first line of support. You're the first ones that 
hopefully they are coming to you. You're the first ones that are going to recognize if something is going on, if something's off, if they're just having a bad week or a bad month. It doesn't mean that um, there's truly, truly something wrong in the case of like mental health. But if they're just going through a hard time, maybe they need a little extra support, a little extra grace um, at home then you're the first ones that are going to recognize that. And how awesome is that, that you get to be that support system for them. But you need support too. And so we want this to be a two-way street where both of you are checking in with one another regularly. And that can look like a number of um, different ways. So what that can look like is just having a conversation with one another every, maybe it's every day, but maybe it's every week. Maybe you don't need to have a true conversation every single day about what your day was like, what you're experiencing, how you're feeling. Um, and sometimes it can be uncomfortable to talk about things that maybe we haven't processed yet. Maybe we're not ready. Maybe the first responder in your life isn't ready to talk about some of the things they saw in the job. And it's very normal for them to wait days, weeks, months to talk about something that they experience that may be traumatic on the job, or maybe it just compacted stress where it's built up over time. That's normal. But having those just daily and weekly check-ins where you are each each other's first line of support. And so when you're in that position, again, like I said, you're going to be the first ones to recognize when something's off. So if you're not checking in and you're waiting weeks to have real conversations past just the mundane we are out of milk. I need you to run at the store. My car needs gas. You're not going to pick up on those things. You're not going to pick up on those cues or um, just the behaviors of your partner. And so expressing that you're here for one another, expressing that, you know, you can say, hey, I had a really rough week this week. Um, I'm really wanting to have some time with you. Um, I'm not sure what to do. This week was hard. And then maybe your spouse can reciprocate. Um, and a lot of times when we are open and we are opening the door to say how we feel, then most of the time, or I should say a lot of times, spouses will reciprocate that and come to you and say, um, I'm not sure what to do either, but we can figure it out together. Or I want to help. Tell me how I can help you. Or I had a really rough week too. I would love to have some time together. So just checking in and you can you don't even have to ask initially when you're checking in, if it's a daily thing or a couple times a week, you don't, the first question doesn't need to be, how are you feeling? Um, you could just share about yourself and then your spouse can take the turn. If you get in the habit of saying, you know, I had a rough week at work, I'm really exhausted. There's been a lot of activities with the kids this week. Um, I'm really needing to find a way to wind down. And then get in the habit of having your spouse share about his or herself as well. How was work this week? How are you feeling with the mental load of just life? Kids, chaos, um, home, things that are going on. Sometimes things will be going great and there's no issues. Other times, maybe you're having a rough time right now, but you know because you're checking in regularly with one another. So that's really, really important so that we can stay on top of each other, not only for communication, 
for connection, to keep your relationship strong and kind of on simmer all throughout um, shift work and even when you're not together, but also for mental health purposes. It's really important. Next, the next thing that I would love to see every first responder family doing is engaging in practices that lead to healthy habits. So if you're having these conversations and you're doing those check-ins like we just talked about, that's one really healthy habit. Having conversations regularly is incredibly healthy. Um, and again, keeps each of you in check, not just for each other, but for yourself as well. Um, but what other things can you and your spouse do to just have healthy habits? If you know that you have a busy week ahead, think about, talk to each other. What can you do to support each other, but also maybe get ahead of things? Can you make some healthier meals so that you don't have to eat out five nights out of seven? And I know these seem like little things like, oh, she wants me to meal plan. I don't have time to do that. But that is just an example, but it's a great way. And we all need checks sometimes. We all need reminders to, um, or examples to stay connected with our spouse. We all need reminders to um, stay healthy and get back on track with things and stay ahead of the chaos of life. So think about ways that you can support each other so that you can stay healthy and have healthy habits. Because not only is it important to have that mental fitness, that mental wellness where we're in, in check, um, it's going to be really hard to stay on top of the stressors of life, the stressors of shift work in their job, whatever your job entails. And it's going to be hard to stay on top of that if you're feeling like crap. So we really need to make sure that we're making healthy choices. Maybe um, exercise is a priority that, that you and your spouse want to do this year or significant other want to do this year. So whatever it is, whatever that healthy habit is that you've been thinking about doing, then I want to challenge you today to do it. And research shows that you are much more apt to be successful at whatever it is that you want to do if you have an accountability partner or somebody doing it with you. So why not have your spouse join in with you? What is something that you two can talk about? Or maybe it's as a family, as a family that you can talk about that you want to do to make a healthy habit. And you don't need to pick five things. You don't, you don't need to say, I want to eat better. I want to exercise. I want to drink more water. I want to sleep better. I want to not consume as much social media or news, like all of those things. You don't have to pick every one. Pick one thing that you and your family or your spouse can do to um, better your health or build a healthy habit. And research also shows that when we do something called habit stacking, when we pick one habit that we want to do that's new and we do it with another habit that we're already doing that we're successful at. So maybe um, you are really good at um, doing like a nighttime routine. Maybe that's just like getting ready for bed and reading a book and like washing your face before bed. I'm not good at that, but I'm just using that as an example. Maybe there's a habit that you're already doing. Tie your the new habit that you want to do with that one. Stack them together. And research shows that you're much more successful when you do those things together. 
So if you're already washing your face and reading your book and doing your nighttime routine, could you add that into your nighttime routine, a new healthy habit? Or maybe there's something you want to take out. It doesn't always have to be putting something in. It could be taking something out. So before bed, are you consuming a ton of social media and news that are triggering to you and making you not sleep really well? Or is it making you fearful because your spouse is working night shift and you're home alone and you're fearful at what they're experiencing on the job because you're looking at Facebook pages for the police department and reading the comment section. So maybe you need to make a healthy habit rule that you're going to put your phone away. Yet instead, you're going to read your book or do a devotional or journal or find a different hobby that you can do before bed so that you're not consuming something that's negative. You can be taking something out of your habits as well. But just think about this. Think about what is a healthy habit that you can put into practice and maybe you and your spouse can put into practice this year. And I know everybody preaches like, you know, I, I want to lose weight in the new year. I want to eat better in the new year. Really, I challenge you to try to make this just part of your lifestyle, not like a fad thing to do, but checking in for your mental health, finding something that you can eliminate or add to be a healthy habit in your life so that you can be physically and mentally well to combat stress of this job. And not only for yourself, but maybe your spouse too. Maybe you guys can do that together. The last thing is a heavy hitter, okay? This is one that I know nobody wants to think about or talk about, and they put on the back burner constantly. My husband and I did it too, but it is something that just has to be brought up time and time again. And I shared this in a recent podcast, but I want to share it again because it is that important. If we're already thinking about changes that we're going to make in our relationship or changes for our physical and mental health, we need to make sure that we're thinking about preparing for the future and taking care of our family as well. So the last thing that I really want every first responder family to do in the new year is to create or update, if you already have one, then update a last will and testament because it life is inherently dangerous. It doesn't matter about the job, but life is inherently dangerous. And again, it's a good time because you're already making changes. So we're doing that habit stacking where you need to get things in place to protect your family and protect their future. It is just really important to make protecting your family a priority. And when we have a will, it's going to give you and others peace of mind. Um, You're able to express your wishes and share what you and your spouse want, especially if you have children that need cared for, protecting your family. And it's huge that you know, again, what happens to property, children. And if something should happen, I'm not going, I'm not saying that it is, but this is good for anyone in life, but especially first responder and military families that um, experience more 
danger on the job, having a will and testament. Now, I know people, I've talked about this with families before, and they're like, I don't know where to go. I don't know a notary. I don't know how to get this done. So I have found a company online called Mama Bear Legal Forms, and they are incredible, okay? You can go onto their website, make a will and testament in about 20, 25 minutes or less. It's not hard at all. They have it tailored to your state um, and literally takes the worry out of everything. The process is incredibly simple, okay? Again, it's specific to your state, so they know exactly what you need to have for your state. You can go in and make changes to the forms for up to six months. So if something changes, you can go in for free for 180 days until you're 100% happy. Then you will be able to not only make your will and testament, but do like a health power of attorney, financial power of attorney, those really important documents that we put on hold all the time. And I share about this, guys, because it's not something that people want to think about. It's like standing on a scale when you feel like you're not so healthy and you need to make changes. It's like it's back there in the back of your mind. Oh, yeah, I should do that. But then you don't. And I talked with a family recently that lost a loved one and went through hell and back because there was no will and testament in place. and that it just is so sad to me that um, we don't make this a priority. So really, really important that you get this done. Um, and you can find a notary pretty easily. Um, like for me, I went on to my local um, church page and I saw people had, had posted that they were a notary. So looking for people locally, you could honestly just Post something on Facebook and ask, is anyone around me locally a notary? And you'd be surprised. I was surprised at how many people said, oh, yeah, I am, or this person down the street is. So you can even, I think, go into some um, like postal places and some like UPS or FedEx places, and they sometimes have notaries on hand. It just depends. So definitely shop around. But for an inexpensive price and for less than 30 minutes of your time, your family could be taken care of should something happen. Also, Mama Bear Legal Forums gave me a discount for 20% off. So you can get it done now for even cheaper with my 20% off coupon, which is Proud Police Wife. I'll put the link and the discount code in the show notes so that you can find that easily and get started with that process. So again, three really important things that every first responder family should do in the new year. Daily and weekly check-ins. This not only helps your relationship, your communication, your connection, but also your mental health. Checking in with one another because you're going to be the first ones that are going to see if there's a misfire, if there's something going on. Two, engaging in those practices that lead to healthy habits. We're going to be sharing so much during the conference um, about nutrition and sleep and wellness. And so I highly encourage you to listen to those. Um, but even our last podcast, episode 36, talked about um, health and fitness and nutrition. 
So figuring out what is one thing that you and your family can do to um, better respond or counteract the stresses of everyday life and the stressors of this lifestyle. And then three, create or update a last will and testament if you do not have one, because you absolutely should. And I say update because things change. You maybe have one from five years ago, but have you moved since then? Have you had a new child since then? Or is there a different family member you would pick to care for your kids? So just kind of think of those things. Think if they need to be updated because um, things in life change, right? Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you like today's episode or past episodes, please be sure to leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts.